From Live Consulting, this is Cannabis Business Minds with your hosts, Kristen Yoder and Simone Similuka Radzins. All right, I feel a little sheepish even saying this, but we've been gone from Cannabis Business Minds for a little bit of time. And um, we've got very exciting news. And the purpose of this episode is just a brief news flash for Kristen and I to kind of give our listeners, all you guys, um, some heads up on some really cool things that we've been working on, some great news uh, about Cannabis Business Minds. And just to give you a little bit of a news flash since we haven't been around for a while. Just to let you know, we will be releasing a new episode on Wednesday, May 10th. That's super cool. Uh, Great guest. Great insight. And it's our premiere episode on Cannabis Radio. Yes. I was trying. I didn't know if we should say that for the last. I have to say it now. Just in case you forgot to. Yes. I don't know. But we're super excited. So we now have entered into the Cannabis Radio family and will be distributed on their platform. And it's not really going to change anything for what you guys are listening to, but only going to give you more insights to other things that are happening but in the cannabis industry besides us. Yeah, we're only going to get better. Yeah, too. Absolutely. But before we, I guess that's kind of it about Cannabis Radio, but this little news flash, we just wanted to give you guys some really cool insight. We've both been, Kristen was in Colorado, I was in Oregon. We've been pretty busy. We haven't even been doing videos on Instagram, motivational videos. Well, that's super funny that you bring that up because we ended up blowing our own minds with a quote of ours. Yes. And I don't know if you watch our Instagram, but we didn't, I don't, unless you went behind my back. Um, I'm just kidding about that. (laughs) We have not done another video. And our quote was from (laughs) Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend four sharpening my axe. And it literally blew our minds. It, it kind of changed our perception it changed on everything. our business. We got so busy sharpening our axe that, like, we haven't had time. To- and, and today, Cinco de Mayo, we cut down that tree. Yeah. And it really, I mean, really, it's totally true. And so let's shed some insight on that quote, and then let's get into where we've been. I mean, just as far as the quote goes, I mean, me and Simone may be incredibly different people, but we are obsessed with process, strategy, planning. And I mean, I guess it never drove home even to us. Planning is everything. Like, mm-hmm. execution is important. Execution you have nothing is without ex- execution. Yeah. However, I mean, the bigger, the more sharp, the more detailed, the clearer your plan yes, is, your plan. the sharper your axe. I mean, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, let me just put it in perspective yeah. for an example. Imagine that you think you have this fantastic idea. Super stellar, great, you're getting traction, it's amazing, right? And you're like, let me just run with it, which is great. I'm all about lean startup style, minimum viable product, test it, see what you can do to improve. But what resonates so strongly with the Abraham Lincoln quote is like, just think it through. Think through it just a little bit. Like, if you do that one thing, what's going to happen? What are the what are the chain effects to everything, right? So, you know, and, and being able to really find that you've prepared enough to make sure that that execution is exactly what you want. While it's still so being, helpful. it's so helpful, but while, while still being nimble. So Abraham Lincoln, 
that's a while ago. He didn't really get concept maybe of MVP. He was a found, you know, it's Abraham Lincoln, but minimum viable product. Yes, minimum viable product. Yeah, not everyone knows. Yes, that. so that's why we've been shape sharpening our axe. <laughs> like we sharpen it so hardcore, it's like Ginzu. Yes, but tell us. So why don't you start? Okay. Um, you were in Colorado. Your first time in Denver, right? Oh my god, I love Denver so much. <laughs> I got off at the airport to the train at Union Square, mm -hmm. and it was like so sunny outside, and I was really excited about finding some snow, because it snowed <laughs> the day before, but I only saw like a big chunk on a table, of which I have a picture of, and then like a you chunk underneath of some shade somewhere. But there were, like, all these fountains, and I was just chilling there in the sun thinking, like, I could never lay here in a park with my luggage in Los Angeles <laughs> without fear of getting robbed. So that was beautiful in itself. But then just, maybe I've been in L.A. too long, but Denver is amazing. And I went on tours to a few different places, a grow, an edible place, several retail shops. And mm -hmm. it was just really interesting to go... I've been in Washington. I've been to I-502 dispensaries or retail places, whatever they're called. And and I've worked in L.A., which is the Wild West regulation-wise. Mm -hmm. So to go into these dispensaries or whatever they're called in Colorado, the fact that I am able to smell their product is so helpful. I mean, Washington, you can't touch anything. You can't smell anything. And if you know about terpenes... You're like, it's so much harder to mm -hmm. buy something in Washington because no one can spell anything anyways, and if they don't know what terpenes are, whatever. So I really thought that Colorado reminded me of, like, California can be Colorado. So, well, that's interesting, and that brings up a conversation that, I don't know if we have time for this newsflash, very briefly, is that I think there's a misnomer on, you know, ah, Colorado and California are very similar. No, not at all. In, in terms of regulation, we're completely in, different. In terms of lots of things, mm -hmm. we're very different. But in Colorado is the oldest, most regulated, the oldest regulated market. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're the most regulated because from what I've seen, unless the owner of the company takes the initiative to... Mm -hmm. Like, really be ahead of... I, we went to Love's Edibles, Love's mm -hmm. Kitchen. Oh, is that the FDA one? Yeah, I need tell, to... Tell everybody oops. about that. Yeah. So, I went to an FDA, the only FDA-approved kitchen in Colorado. And I was blown away. Like, I mean, really, we should... All edible companies should be like this. But every single section has a really nice mm -hmm. poster that explains all the steps and... Just cleanliness. Like the steps to actually, like, doing them. The yeah, product. everything. Every standardized operating procedure as far as sterility, as far as everything. I mean, the guys in the tour group had to, like, put hair nets over their faces because of their beards. Yeah. And we had to wear these, like, lab coats and stuff. And it was yeah. so cool to see. I mean, having managed a an edible company, I had no idea what FDA standards totally. were. And I think that it's a reasonable expectation that someday we will get there, but considering there's only one FDA-licensed kitchen in all of Colorado for edibles, yeah. that's where we need to go. Well, I think that's where we need to go because, let's all be positive, we haven't been negative about the administration for a minute because of 
some actually good news that they're, they haven't been doing much. But guys, this will be federally legal at some point. So why not, if you're spending the infrastructure, if you're spending all this money right now in capital, why not train your team and right what now? what a great sales pitch. Right? Like, oh, we are FDA approved. And I mean, clearly we should, I'd love to pick their brain on, you know, what were the additional expenditures that you had to do Look. to make this an FDA approved facility. But notwithstanding, what are the returns? Like, well, that's a marketing thing as They well. are highly advanced in their R&D. Oh, my God, their R&D process. This is so weird. They have to come up with their products, sell it to a dispensary, and then go to the dispensary and buy their own product mm. to test it themselves. Love it. That's crazy. That's crazy, but like, great. Oh my God, California, you've got a lot to catch up. Well, to. California that we know. I'd be curious again, like if you guys, if somebody's listening and you're not in Colorado and you're like, no, Chris and Simone are not telling the truth. Go into our um, our Facebook group, Cannabis Business Minds, and let us know like what kind of standards are you putting in your edible company right now? Like what what type of kitchen do you have? Are you trying to follow FDA? And if you aren't, when will you get there? And why wouldn't you be? <clears throat> in the end, mm. it is still federally illegal. However, we will get to that because it looks like our protections have been extended until the end of September. Mm -hmm. But let's check in on Oregon? your trip to Portland. Wow. So I was in Portland and, God, it was... I, there was like a few takeaways. Um, so I was up there for a Calagia strategy event. Calagia.com is Simone's... Other company. Professionals cannabis networking it's the linkedin for cannabis yeah. professionals so k-a-l-o-g-i-a.com check it out if you're not on it but it was interesting so from that perspective i was talking to a lot of cannabis businesses i met with a team and just it's fascinating to see how each of the states are super siloed even in the ways that they market Meaning, in Los Angeles, I mean, clearly we talk about California a lot. We're trying to move away from this state that Too we're in. Too much California. Too much California. But we live in this environment, especially being in Los Angeles, of celebrity influencers as a part of a marketing, right? And a lot of influencer marketing. And I was talking to um, an edible company in there. I was like, so how's it going? And so there's two takeaways from this conversation. And I asked him, I was like, how do you guys market? And how do you get your like your market research and all that? And, and it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And the marketing channels, especially in Oregon, um, Oregon is very, are you from Oregon? Are you from Portland? And if you're not, why should we let you in, right? And it's, this is why I think I love the cannabis industry. It reminds me of international business. There's so many different cultural, like, cultural. It's like a farmer's market. Boundaries to, yeah. Right, where you actually ask what was it fed and yes. where did it come it's like, from? It's like that Portlandia episode. It? Yeah. Yes. So having a celebrity endorse a product, it's nice. I, I think that there's a few companies that are doing that, but In that's not going to get you sales. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to get you sales. The other main takeaway was the need for capital and investment. And so super pumped. You have to come up here. Everybody, if, you, if you're listening, if you're in Oregon or if you want to make the trip up, we're doing an event that's going to connect startups with um, the, the investors. And so it's like a pitch session. It's on June 21st. And like I'm super stoked um, about that because it seems that even – you know, we always think about what is a startup, and there's a startup is idea phase, but it's also operating. You know, you you might have actually sold a lot of units, twenty thousand units, fifty thousand units, but you're still a startup, and they are seeking capital. So it was really cool to talk to a lot of people um, about that, and so we're doing that event. 
Yeah, I mean, if Oregon doesn't rain, I'm totally into <laughs> it. But I'm like, psh, I'm done. Like, I'm going to Denver. If L.A. wasn't the cannabis capital of the world, and let's be honest, it is. Yes, it um, is. I would totally move to Denver. Yep. Anything else for the news flash that we should tell listeners? Oh, yeah, well, so the Rohrbacher Farr Amendment, Mm -hmm. which was an amendment that said that the federal government does not have the right and will not be funded to go and impinge on states' rights, Mm -hmm. specifically regarding medical cannabis regulation and medical cannabis states. And that was to expire April 30th, and it has been renewed, extended until September 30th. So That's good. Yeah, and then their governor, Hickenlooper, from Colorado, spoke Mm -hmm. to Jeff Sessions, and apparently he's not planning anything. Call me a cynic, but, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to trust that dude ever. But, (laughs) I mean, in the meantime, like, hey, at least that got... That got extended. Exactly. That got extended. And then the, we've always been talking about California regulations. Those dropped. So the state dropped those last Friday. So Friday, so May now, 1st? I forget. But, but last Friday, yeah. But now the 45-day period for comments has started. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love and what I think really gets in the way of California is we are way too democratic. But, I mean, in this sense, like, look, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Speak now or, like, forever hold your peace. Because California has made it incredibly easy for you as a cannabis professional or not to say your piece. Yeah, it's totally true. So be active or, like, deal with the consequences. It, no, it's true. This is right now the opportunity for any cannabis operators and ancillary companies like ourselves to really read those regulations, put your, put get your, involved. yeah, get involved and, and make the comment because they, they have to listen to it. They want to. And, and they, they have to and they want to. Yes. Anything else before we wrap up of updates? No. No? We miss, miss you. News so, I mean, there probably is, but I can't think of anything right now. So. Oh gosh. I, I think I had an international it is one. Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Yep. Cheers. No, it's Cinco de Mayo. So I guess to wrap up, um, Looking forward to uh, being on Cannabis Radio. Yes, and we're, we're growing up. Yes, we're growing up, and we've got some amazing interviews. Very um, cool. Amazing ones in the pipeline uh, that we've recorded that we're going to release. And can't wait to check you guys out next Wednesday. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We and will then, be back next Wednesday. Absolutely. And check out our website, liv-consulting.com slash backslash podcast for all the other show notes. And if you haven't, please, please join our Cannabis Business Minds group. We want to make it more active and and fun. So. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but feel free to go to iTunes, <laughs> leave us a review. Yeah, that would be nice. We will find where you live and say thank you with an email. Yeah, or a little personalized card. So thank you guys so yes. much, and we will check you at our next episode. Bye. Bye. Cannabis Business Minds is recorded by Simone Samaluka Radzins and Kristen Yoder. Produced and edited by Gustavo Bulgach at East Venice Recording Studios. Podcast music is by Ketza. You can find more episodes of the show on our website, liv-consulting.com, and you can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.